Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. I had to get in the Word, really, and write this message for myself because there have been a couple times lately where I've just felt a little shaken. And it's not a kind of shaken where I'm like, well, I don't think, is God real? Like, I don't know, is it all a lie? I don't feel like that. But there have been some things that people have been saying that I'm like, well, that is... Huh, that's totally opposite of like what I thought the Bible said. And that's really, that doesn't line up with what I believe. And it's just made me feel a little bit like, do I know what I'm talking about? What's going on here? You know, what is, okay, have I been wrong about that? Like, have I been wrong my whole life? And I really had to turn to God and say, hey, I need you to help stabilize me a little bit. I'm not questioning you, but there are some things that I've been hearing on social media or in the regular media or in the world that are making me feel like a little iffy. Like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Do I really know what I believe? Is everything I'm believing the right thing? And so the Holy Ghost has come to my rescue with this, and I'm excited to share it with you because I know if I'm having thoughts like that, then you are too. Not because you're you're beneath me or anything like that, but we're human, and what you deal with, I deal with, and what I deal with, you deal with. And I know I've been in this church longer than you guys just by the sheer fact of my age. And if, if I can question things, I know you can too. So there's no shade in this tonight. We're all in this together because I had to go to God and say like, okay, like I'm, I'm seeing people say things and I'm even seeing them add scripture to it, but I don't think it's right. Holy Ghost, I need you to help me out because I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little confused in areas where I maybe haven't always been confused. So here's what I want to say first of all. If you have felt that way, don't be freaked out. Don't be freaked out. And don't be freaked out by what you've seen. I said this a couple weeks ago. I love the church. I love the church. So when people come out with their bad or negative experiences in the church, it really freaks me out. I don't like it. First of all, that's something that's near and dear to me. It'd be like somebody saying bad things about my best friend. But also, it it makes you feel kind of shaken thinking, I've submitted my whole life to building this thing and serving this thing. What if it's not everything I thought it was? I felt like that. Now, it wasn't like, like I said, I'm not, I haven't been like doubting God or, or even doubting, you know, my ability to hear his voice. But sometimes you hear things and you're thinking like, wow, like that's just, that's not what I thought it was. That's not how this is supposed to be. So first of all, okay, if you've been having any thoughts like this, don't freak out. Let's look in 1 Timothy 4.1. And in the Passion, it says this. The Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed, at the end of this age, many are going to depart from the true faith one after another. <laughs> another. <laughs> uh, one after another. <laughs> devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revelations and theories. Paul said it, not me. But here's why this is good news. We don't need to be freaked out by what we're seeing. God already told us it was going to happen. Like I said, it kind of, it, it makes me feel sick to my stomach when I see somebody on a public platform who was a preacher or a committed Christian or whatever they were saying, hey, I'm denouncing, I'm denouncing the faith. I just, I studied it. It just doesn't make sense anymore. And I've just decided I've got to walk away. That makes me feel sick to my stomach, not toward that person, but just, it makes you feel shaken to think, what if everything I have believed is not true? That's not a good feeling, right? For any of us. Here's what we can take comfort in. Paul said this at the end of this age, he said, the Holy Spirit told him this, many will depart from the true faith one after another. 
So here's what I can know. Even though I'm seeing that happen, I can take comfort in knowing that I know the truth. The Holy Ghost told me that was going to happen. And those people are being led astray by evil spirits and by the devil. It's okay. We don't have to freak out. We don't have to feel shaken. God said, listen, this is going to happen. And he tells us a little bit more in 2 Timothy 4. And we're going to look in verse 3. He says, for the time is coming when people will no longer listen and respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. Here's the part I want to tell you. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their own desires, saying just what they want to hear. That's what people are doing right now. They are seeking out people who can validate the things that their mind and their body are telling them that are not from God. They're seeking out preachers who will say, hey, it's okay. God loves you just as you are. I believe that with my whole heart, but I also think God loves you too much to leave you just as you are because just as you are and just as I am is a mess. (laughs) God loves me in my mess, but like he's trying to get me out of my mess. That's why he leads me into truth. And so he's saying, hey, people are seeking out people who tell them what they want to hear. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is especially strong in the culture of the United States of America to say, You get to choose your truth. You get to choose what you believe. You choose what's right for you. You pick what feels good to you. And that is so dangerous. It is completely against the word of God to say, I'm going to choose what I believe. I'm going to do what feels right for me. I'm going to pick my truth. That really is an oxymoron. If everyone can decide what their truth is, then there really is no truth, right? Truth is supposed to be absolute. So we've got to guard ourselves. A lot of times, like I said, I'm seeing people in the church and the world who are just seeking out the people who will preach to them what they want to hear. But I believe there's a higher way for us to live. There's a better way. There's more blessing. Those people that are I'm seeing do that. Man, they're still struggling with their anxiety. I don't know why I would want to look for somebody to say, hey, it's okay, you can live with your depression. Well, I know that. (laughs) I don't want to. That's the point. You can live with your anxiety. Yes, I have been for quite some time. I don't want to live with it anymore. That's the point. I don't need somebody just to tell me that stuff's okay. I'm looking for somebody to tell me there's more. There's a way to be free. And that means living according to how God has called us. And there's something else I want to look at in Ephesians 4, because here is the good news. Even though sometimes all this stuff can make us feel kind of shaky, he tells us in verse 14, prior to that, he's talking about how he's given us gifts in the church, the apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers, and prophets. These people are to build us up, and he's saying, if you will follow them, your immaturity will end, and you will not be easily shaken by trouble or led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. So that's what I want to encourage you tonight because I've even dealt with that thinking like, oh my gosh, like I hope I don't get caught up in something that's like wrong. I hope I don't pick up some kind of crazy thinking and I'm thinking that's the truth. What, like how do I make sure I stay on track? How do I make sure I really stay in the truth? Well, God is telling us it's okay. Your immaturity is going to end. Praise the Lord. I'm still waiting for that to manifest in my life. And we will not be easily shaken by trouble or led astray by novel teachings or false doctrines. So there is a way to be stable and solid and not led astray. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Does that sound okay? Is this relatable at all? You don't have to raise your hand or anything. But like I said, I know if I'm dealing with it, I believe others are dealing with it too. 
So I have three things God's been speaking to me about, about how to keep yourself from being shaken. How do you prevent yourself from being shaken? Number one is to stay in the word. And here's why. We find the answer in John 17, 17. God says this. It's so simple. Your word is truth. If I want to know what the truth is, I go to the word. I don't think about it. I don't take a college class. I don't listen to a TED talk. I don't try and educate myself on all aspects of the topic. I go to the word because God's word is truth. And God tells us something else about his word in Hebrews 4.12. He says this. The word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and between marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And that is such a clear picture in my mind because that's what I'm looking for, something to separate the lies from the truth. How do I separate that? When I try and shake all that out in my own mind, it's too muddled together because I'm like, well, this sounds right, but this also kind of sounds right. And I heard this person say this, and I agreed with it, but then I heard this person talk on the opposite side of the issue and I agree with that too so when I try and reason it out on my own (laughs) I arrive nowhere but God is saying this hey it's okay you don't have to do it let the word of God do it let the word of God separate right from wrong in your mind and in your life because God's word is truth and again this comes back to our cultural thing of saying you don't get to decide what truth is I don't get to decide what truth is. And it also comes back to really believing God. Really nothing else I'm going to share with you tonight, no tips I'm going to give you are going to get you anywhere if you don't settle in your life that the word of God is true. The word of God is true. Pastor Jordan just did an awesome uh, series on Jesus, and he spent a whole Sunday talking about how and why Jesus is God. Because that's where it all starts. If you don't believe that Jesus was God, The rest of the Bible doesn't matter. And in the same manner, if I don't believe the word of God is truth, nothing else matters. And here's what solidifies it for me, knowing God for my own self. There are many of you in this room, probably all of you in this room, if you told me something, I would believe that it was true because I know you. I like you. We're friends. I trust your character. I know a lot about you. I've known many of you for a long time. I know you so I can trust your word. Hopefully you could say you know me so you could trust my word. But that's how I am easily able to trust God's word because I've taken the time to know him. When you know somebody, it's hard to be talked out of it, right? If anyone in this room came up to me and was like, you know Chloe Gehring? And I was like, yeah. And they'd be like, she's not real. (laughs) Who would look like the crazy person? They would, right? Not me. I'd be like, no, she's real. I saw her today. I talked to her. Like, I'll tell you what she was wearing. In the same manner, no one can walk up to me and say, God's not real. Okay, whatever. I know him. I talked to him this morning. Like, you can't talk me out of it. And because I know him, I can easily, excuse me, easily believe. Y'all, it's been like this for a few weeks, and I don't know why. I'm sorry. Untie my tongue, Lord. When I know God, it's easy for me to believe that his word is true. We're just going to go on to the second point. There's no recovery. Second point, probably my favorite one. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Here's why. John 16, 13. God tells us, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he's heard, and he will tell you about the future. But the beginning of that says, when the spirit of truth, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, comes, he's going to guide you into all 
truth. Here's why this matters. We just said the word of God is truth. That's correct. But people can quote the word of God and they can still be wrong, right? That's why I need the Holy Ghost. Even when I'm listening to a preacher who's preaching the word of God, but I'm feeling weird about it, that's the Holy Ghost saying something's not right here. Because the Bible talks to us again about how to divide things. And any one of us in this room could find a scripture to support something that's wrong. All of us. I could open my Bible and do it right now, find a verse that says, you know, blah, 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 and that's why I'm able to support this. Well, no, that's not how it works, right? The Bible is a book of context. Just like in school, if you read one chapter of the verse or of the book, you're probably not going to do too well on the exam, right? It takes the whole book. The whole book is the story. I did sometimes used to read just the beginning and just the end because I was a little pressed for time. It did all shake out for me sometimes, but many times, like on the test, it shook out. But on the discussion part of it, (laughs) I just had to enthusiastically be like, yes, that part was wild. (laughs) Crime and punishment. That book's the size of the Bible. I didn't read it. Evan did. Haas, did you read it? They read it. I read a little bit. (laughs) It was like, this is long and boring and I'm not doing it. And then I read the end and was like, this is really weird. I'm glad I didn't read it. Um, And so in all the class discussions, which lasted for weeks, I was just like, yes. And I had to pick some words from the book to define. (laughs) And so I just picked some random ones from, you know, spread it out through the book. And I did not know what we were talking about. I'm still not exactly sure what all happens in that book. I don't care at this point. It's been a decade, so I haven't needed it yet. But my point is I had no idea what was going on. So I could have read the first chapter of the book, which I did, and when I stopped there, thought that I had the whole story. Well, when I showed up to the discussion, I learned I did not have the whole story. The Bible is the same way. You can take a verse or even a passage or maybe even a chapter, and if you try and make it stand on its own, you can preach a sermon about it if you want, but you don't have the whole story. You don't know the whole book. You don't have the full context. And in the same manner, people can take (laughs) Ah, passages. I'm like really excited to talk to you guys about this tonight. I think that's why I'm so like ah, stuttering. But people can take passages of the Bible and use it to support whatever they want. That's why... We need the Holy Ghost. Listen, there have been people, I remember years ago, there was this guy, and people were, like, talking about him. He was having these these big meetings, and these crazy miracles were happening, and this and that and the other, and he was gaining a lot of nationwide attention. And, uh, you know, I, like, heard of him. I didn't really watch anything, whatever. And I remember Dr. Jacobs saying, somebody had turned, turned this guy on at church, and he said, turn that off. Something's not right. Turn that off. Something's not right. Everything looked right on the surface. This guy was preaching. Miracles were literally happening, like crazy stuff, people getting out of wheelchairs and this and that. Well, it came out after several months. This guy was having like affairs across the country or something crazy like that. How did Dr. Jacobs know that? The Holy Ghost. Even though this man was speaking the word, something was going on that wasn't right and that meant we, we don't need to listen to that guy. And in the same manner, every preacher that you hear or every Christian on TikTok or whatever inspirational quote you see on social media, even if it sounds right, even if it includes a scripture, turn to the Holy Ghost about it and say, I don't know, why does this feel weird? 
Why does this not feel right? Everything looks fine, but something doesn't feel right. That's the Holy Ghost. He leads us into all truth. And again, that's a safeguard for us. How can I be sure I won't get led astray by some crazy theologian or some awesome preacher or some amazing worship team? The Holy Ghost. He's going to lead me into all truth so that even if somebody is misusing the Bible, I can know that's not right. They're not going to fool me. You know, maybe they think they're right. That's between them and God. It's not a matter of being judgmental, but it is a matter of saying, what am I allowing into my life and what direction am I following? I need the Holy Ghost to tell me that. And we even see this illustrated in scripture. I won't read the whole thing because it's super long, but in Matthew 4, it's the story of uh, Jesus being led into the wilderness by the devil to be tempted. And when I read this, you know that, um, I don't remember which episode it is, but you know, And like the latest Star Wars trilogy, the scene where, oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, you should have by now. The scene where Snow gets killed and Kylo Ren and Rey are fighting the Red Guards. So tense. I was sweating in the theaters during that scene. You could cut the tension with a knife, right? You can feel that just like, ah, good versus evil. Who's going to win? That's kind of how I imagine this story. Even though I know Jesus is going to win, this is really crazy. The devil led Jesus into the desert, just those two, and he tried to tempt him. That's kind of wild. I don't even know why that happened. But here's what happened when they were out there. The devil saying, do this and do that. And Jesus is responding with scripture. So finally, the devil gets a clue. And he says this, he took Jesus to the city of Jerusalem, and he put him at the highest point of the temple. And in verse six, the devil said to Jesus, if you're really God's son, jump and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, the devil is using scripture. He said, he will command his angels to protect you and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. And Jesus responded by saying, the scriptures say you must never put the Lord your God to a test. Why are they like dueling with scripture? Because one person is trying to take a verse out of context to justify sin. And that is what I see sometimes in the church and in our culture. People are taking scripture out of context to justify sin. And like we talked about a couple weeks ago, it's so dangerous. It's not a matter of God being judgmental or old school or the Bible being uh, outdated or old-fashioned. It's a matter of life and death, of safety and danger, of health and of destruction. That's what's on the line here. That's why the Holy Ghost is so important. We need him to lead us into all truth. And in verse three, or excuse me, (laughs) whatever, just forget everything that I've blubbered up tonight. I love these verses and they've been helping me a lot. The third point, not in verse three, (laughs) the third point is to stay close to your spiritual leaders. And again, This one can often be unpopular because of our obsession with being able to do what we want, right? Many of us don't seek out the advice of spiritual leaders because we already know what they're going to say, and it's not what we want to hear. Most of us in this room have a pretty good idea of right and wrong because our parents have made us come to church for quite a while now, right? This is not your first day in the house of God, but we've got to realize Am I, am I fighting towards destruction? Am I fighting for my own way? And in Proverbs eleven fourteen it says this, where there is no counsel, the people will fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. 
If you want to be safe, if you want to be sure that you're not led astray, if you want to be sure that you are thinking right, you need counselors in your life. These are called pastors. These are called life group leaders. These are called elders in the church. And we don't have like official elders at our church, but I'm literally talking about the older people in church who are wiser than us and have lived a lot more life and have seen all this stuff come through 30 years ago and now it's back again so they're not shaken like we are. <laughs> the elders of the church, your parents, if they're wise and spiritual people, you've got to seek out counselors because there will be times where you're going to feel shaken and you're going to feel like you don't know what's right and what's wrong or you don't know what to do in a situation or maybe somebody at school approached you and challenged you on an issue and you're just like I have no idea like literally no clue how to respond you need counsel in your life what did Proverbs say where there is no counsel the people fall and when I see people falling right and left it's because of one or two things either they have no counsel or they did what we talked about earlier. They sought out counsel who would tell them what they wanted to hear, right? They found other people who were also thinking wrongly and allowed it to justify their own wrong thinking. And I know this is like a little stout tonight, but this is what I've been having to remind myself of because there is so much circulating right now. And listen, I'm not against social media. I'm on TikTok now and I do like it. But we have, man, just these channels that are putting stuff into us all day long. Think about it 20 years ago. There really was nothing talking to you all day long like that, except like people, school, work, whatever. But now literally every time you open Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever, you have people from all over the country and all over the world telling you what they think with absolutely no credentials or no reason why I should listen to what they have to say at all. But I'm still listening to it all day long, every day, right? We're all doing it, but we've got to realize, hey, what am I letting in myself all day long? What am I consuming without even thinking? Who am I letting speak to me? Is that wise counsel? Is it? For many of us, it's not. <laughs> for social media, it's like definitely not. It's not worth it to stay on there even for your favorite preachers. You can go just listen to them on podcasts. You don't need to even need to be on social media for that. But we've got to find wise counselors, and we have to be wise enough to listen even when we don't like what they say. Because it will happen. There will be someone in your life who has to say, hey, you're kind of drifting in this area. I don't want to see you do that. Let's come back to what the word says. Let's listen to what the Holy Ghost says about this. Let's think about this. Because a lot of times when we're drifting, it's happening so slowly we don't even realize it, right? You don't realize you're changing because it's happening just a little bit day by day. But people on the outside of your life, the wise counsel, can see, hey, they're starting to really kind of drift off in this area. I love them enough to help bring them back. So we need the word for sure. It shows us what is truth. We need the Holy Ghost because he leads us into all truth, even when it can seem a little muddy and even when something sounds right. But on top of that, we need wise counsel. And listen, this is part of the beauty of the church. There are people of every age and every color and every background. And that means you are surrounded by wisdom and knowledge that you don't have. The person next to you who's had a different life than you, they have different wisdom and knowledge that you don't have. And I'm talking about you guys in this room who are 10 years younger than me. Sometimes because of your life experiences, you have different wisdom and knowledge that I don't have. I need you. I need your wise counsel, and you need my wise counsel. That's why God brought us together as the church, and he says, don't forsake coming together. It's not good enough just to stay home. It's not good enough to decide what you want to believe. No, you need to come together as a family, as a community, 
because you need that wise counsel of the family members here. You know, in all the Disney movies, it always starts out with the princess, and she's always trying to be like, Dad, your rules are so dumb. I'm going to do what I want. And what does she do? She runs away from the family. She goes away from the community. She leaves her wise counsel. A lot of wild things happen. And in the end, she has to come back home to her dad, whose rules she hated, right? It's the same plot over and over. But people be trying to do that in the church all the time. Like, I don't need this. This is dumb. Your rules are old-fashioned. I'm really tired of them. There's a reason I think that, um, you know, people have been living this way for thousands of years. Thousands of years. I'll go ahead and say this out loud. (laughs) I saw a meme, and I thought, that is so true. Because there's so much right now in the media saying, well, maybe the interpreters um, didn't really interpret the Bible correctly about homosexuality and about uh, gay people and bi people and all this stuff. Maybe it was misinterpreted by people who were judgmental. Maybe. Right? Have you guys seen that? I've seen it everywhere. (laughs) And I saw a meme that had Jesus being like, don't worry about it. In about 3,000 years, people are going to figure out what I really meant. You know what I'm saying? There's been people that have come before us for thousands of years that have known God much better than I have. And I can't believe that it would take thousands and thousands of years for us to realize what God was really saying on any topic. On any topic, the Holy Ghost has been speaking to people for thousands and thousands of years, and he's built these communities to pass on that wisdom. You know, people have told, uh, the Holy Ghost, let's say, has told Dr. Jacobs way more than he's told me, right? So I'm going to listen to him. He's older, he's wiser, he's way further ahead of me. Even people like Dolores Gearing, the Holy Ghost has been speaking to her a lot longer than he's been speaking to me. So I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to seek counsel out from her. I'm going to talk to her. In the same manner, we cannot abandon uh, these beliefs that we find from the word of God, from the truth, just because some people are trying to act like they're a little more woke now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to go too harsh on a topic. I love everybody, but in the same way, you know, when I talked about that message, give us Barabbas, I just don't want to see us crying for things that are going to, man, bring so much destruction into the church. This is meant to be a place of healing, and if we let dangerous things in, it'll be a house of destruction, which is totally not what God designed. So this is all coming from a place of love, but let's not abandon the wisdom of people who have walked with God longer than I have. I will not let myself be so arrogant to think that I have more wisdom and I'm more woke and more astute than somebody who's been on this planet for 80 years or people who've been serving God and, and, and the things that have been passed down from generation to generation. I'm not just talking about tradition, but I'm talking about the word of God and the revelation that comes from it saying, hey, this is our safety net. These are the things that keep us healthy. This is the way to find healing and wholeness, not by letting more things into the church or thinking like, well, maybe we've had it wrong this whole time. No, I got to have the word of God to tell me what's right. I got to have the Holy Ghost to lead me into it. And I've got to have wise counsel to keep me on track. And I want to end tonight by going back to 2 Timothy 4 and verses 1 and 2. I love these so much. Paul says to Timothy, In the presence of our great God and our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who's destined to judge both the living and the dead by the revelation of his kingdom. What is the revelation? His word. He's going to judge us by how we've lived according to his word. I solemnly instruct you to proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. 
Rise to the occasion and preach what is convenient and preach when it is not. Preach in the full expression of the Holy Ghost with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. And I feel like that's what the Holy Ghost is saying to us tonight. Hey, I instruct you to proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. And listen, I've been stirred toward this because I know I am a person who tends to really care what other people think about me. And I'm also a person who does not like to be criticized, but none of, you know, none of us do. But I don't, I don't ever want somebody to think I'm being hateful, right? Or it's insulting for people to call you like old fashioned or you just like, I can't believe you still think that. I can't believe you still, still, you know, believe that way. When people say that to me, it'll bother me for like a few days. I shouldn't let it, but it does. And so this has been God's word to me lately that says, hey, you need to stand on the word of God no matter what. No matter what. And there will be people who don't like it. And there will be people who won't come to your church because of it. But the people that will listen and they will seek the truth from the word of God and let the Holy Ghost lead it into them and and let the wise counsel speak in their life, they're going to find healing and they're going to find freedom. And that's what it's about. I have just decided that I am just not going to worry about people who don't like what the word of God has to say. That's on them. That's between them and God. It's not my business. My job is just to preach the word of God for those that will hear it and not worry about those who don't. I love everybody. Don't have anything against anybody, uh, what, however they want to live. It's not, it's not my business. I would love to help them, but that's their decision. And, you know, if they're going to make those choices, I'm going to keep my nose out of it. But at the same time, I know that I'm going to preach the word of God, and there are people that will respond and will be helped, and those people are going to find freedom. And you know what? I think there will even be people who drifted or who've made fun of us or this or that or the other who are going to come back in the end because they want freedom, and they see the lives of free people and think, okay, I missed it. I chased after what I wanted, and I followed my truth and found out there was nothing there for me. So I hope that you guys receive that tonight. That's my charge to you is just to stand on the word of God no matter what. You don't have to feel shaken. You don't have to feel confused. You don't have to feel stupid. You don't have to feel uneducated. That's something a lot of people will like to say. You know, you don't have to feel any of those things. Just follow the word of God because it's truth. Let the Holy Ghost lead you into it and surround yourself with wise counsel. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.